Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, as we ended the last show, we're talking about Jesus is the real reason for the season. And the world would have us to believe it's about Santa and it's about Rudolph and your Christmas tree and, and all those things. And sometimes we like to think that we're really spiritual. It's not about those things. It's about family or we're even really more spiritual than that. It's about how many presents you can give. You know, I'm, I'm way past how many I can get. Now it's, I'm about how many I can give. But you know what? Christmas isn't about how many presents you can get or give. It's not about your family, although that's great. It's not about your tree or Santa or Rudolph or anything else. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about the birth of a son born unto us that we might have eternal life. And that's what Christmas is really all about. And as we ended the show the other day, we were talking about how in our household, when my daughters were little especially, but we still even do it now that they're adults when they come over, that we would all sit around and pray before anybody could open a present, thanking God for what had happened in this last year, thanking thanking him for all that he has done and, and praying about the next year. And some of their friends would say, man, how long does all that take? And they'd say, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. You got to do that before you can open presents? And they'd say, yeah. Because it was just a way to reinforce to them what Christmas is really all about. It wasn't about those presents that were under the tree. It wasn't about the tree. It wasn't about any of that stuff. It was about Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. It wasn't about worshiping the tree. <laughs> well, you know, there's people that do. I know. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, and again, as you were just saying that, I was just thinking, because we, we did practice that same thing in our home. And as you were just speaking, I was reminded what the scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. And I, I remember in the Old Testament, uh, Spirit of the Lord reminded uh, Moses and Aaron and children of Israel to, to remind their children of the truth of who God was. That was the parents' responsibility to teach the, teach the children by reminding them, hey, this is what God did for us. We were slaves 400 years in, in Egypt, and God delivered us and brought us out with a with his mighty outstretched hand, arm. He brought us out. And they were always commanded, you know, to remind their children of that. And the same thing today, I believe. We who are saved, born again, spiritually mature and maturing, we're supposed to remind our children of what is true. We're supposed to do that. We're not supposed to, because that's back to allowing the world to conform you. Because the world will try to install a belief system in, in, in you and your children as well. But God says you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So God wants us as parents to do that. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with, you know, giving thanks. The Bible tells us give thanks in all things. You can do it on Thanksgiving, Christmas, Birthdays, you can do it. Actually, you can do it. God's not opposed to you doing it any day. All day. <laughs> All day. Give thanks. 
A lot of people don't realize how giving thanks to God is so powerful. And, and we know that as humans, if you did something for somebody and they came back and acknowledged that by saying thank you, that really means something to us humans. So it means something to God. I always go back and just thank God for stuff. Thank, I thank him for waking me up this morning. I'm mindful to do that every day. Thank you, Lord, because I know somebody's name is in the obituary. But even for us, if it is, we're going, we're, we're spending eternity with the Father. But still, that means I got another day on this earth to enjoy people, right. enjoy life, enjoy I, this I miserable, tell, this miserable life. No, I'm just playing. I tell people enjoy all the time, if, if God gives you another day, it's so that you can worship Him, right. and tell other people about Him, and fulfill, continue to feel purpose. I, I must have a purpose. I'm still here. And again, it's perception. How do you perceive life? And especially this, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, okay, that's the truth. So, okay, I got another day to experience life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord. We'll Thank see, you. And you talk about perception. That's an interesting word because today as we sit here, it's raining hard in Chico again today. You know, we had three years of drought. And now it doesn't want to quit raining. And so it's raining hard again. And if you're a person that doesn't like the rain, I'm a person, I don't like the rain. It doesn't matter if it's when it's raining, how long it's rained. I don't like now uh, intellectually. I can say to myself, we need the rain. We've had three years of drought. We need all the water that we can get. So intellectually, I can say that emotionally. I'm like, uh, we've had enough. I don't want any more. I'm not interested. And so I actually have to, I find myself having to go back to the scripture on days like today and say, today is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Because what I would want to do on my own natural man would be to be, I hate the rain. This day just stinks. And I don't really feel like doing anything. And so you have to, some, sometimes there's things in our life that we have to go stand on God's word and just believe God's word and not our own thinking, or not our own emotions, not our own thoughts, but to stand on his promises. Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad it. Yeah, it's raining. Yeah, rain isn't my favorite thing. But guess what? God has given it to us as a gift, a gift. because without it, we're dead. Yeah, we could be like we were this summer, wishing and begging for water. Now we have time. Again, you can't please. People are always going to complain about something. So be thankful. That's why he said be thankful in all things. And see, and it doesn't have to be rain. It can be somebody else. It can be something else. I know people don't like the summer. Right. It's just weird to me because I like the heat. I'm actually one of those weird people I know. If it's 100, that's good. 105 is even better. And so there are people that that's just crazy to them. They they can't stand it when it's 105. I'm one of those people. <laughs> and so, so I know people that do the opposite. When it's 105, they're always complaining about the weather. That's when I'm going, man, this weather's great. What are you even talking about? And so for those people, on days when it's 105, they need to remember, today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And it's not always just weather-related. It can be anything that's going on in our life. Today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Uh -huh. He is always there. He's going to be sufficient for every need that I have. And this is what we celebrate at Christmas, is that Jesus Christ was born. For unto us a son has been born. And that when we put our faith in him, God's grace is given to us. And all the gifts that come with that, 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those gifts come with him. We have access to it there through him. Go. There you go. Now, by you faith. Choose, by faith now. You could choose. I could choose today on a day. I could choose to be mad. I could choose to be bummed out. I could choose to be sad. I could choose to go around telling everybody I see, man, I hate the rain. I hate the rain. I just hate the rain. But then I can also choose to take my eyes off of the fact that it's raining and I don't particularly like it and put my eyes on him. Right. You can choose to declare this is the day that the Lord has made. And he made it on purpose. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Or you can be sad in it. Right. But he's, the scripture re- reminds us to declare, I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Because you're going to get what you expect. And remember this, you'll always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if your most dominant thoughts is what thus said the Lord, and what the Lord said is true, that's the direction your emotions are going to move in, your life is going to move in, and again, it's your choice. You get to make the choice. See, and the same thing can happen when the doctor gives you a bad report. Mm-hmm. You can just think about what the doctor just told you and, and not let you anything can, else into your mind. Right, you can meditate what on doctor, what he said, and then boom, and you move in that direction. You and I, I'm sure that most people listening have done this. I've, you can get up and have a headache, or at some point in the day have a headache. And if you just think about your headache, pretty soon it hurts even worse than it did before. People can talk themselves into being sick. You mm-hmm. know, people at work they don't really want to be there. Oh, wait a minute, I think I got a little bit of sore throat. <laughs> Ooh, and the more I think about it, the more my throat is sore. Ooh, mm-hmm. I got a sore throat so bad now I have to go home. Uh-huh. We can think our way into all kinds of things. What we need to do is, as Hebrew says, focus our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ, uh-huh. and take our eyes off the other stuff. Right. You can think yourself into being healthy, wealthy, prosperous, and entering into all the promises. It's yeah, just I definitely believe you can it. think yourself into being healthy. I think you can think yourself into being sick, too. Well, yeah, yeah, because that's... Thinking is meditating, pondering. And, and again, meditate, meditation of the word of God transforms what you believe. And that's the direction you're going to move in. And same thing with the opposite. Meditation on the, the bad doctor's report will transform what you believe. You can be actually healthy and get a misdiagnosis. And you'll start speaking that and manifest that. That's why it's good to get a second opinion. Oh, I want a second opinion on that, Doc. Well, you better get one because he could be wrong. And again, we know that in, in the world of science. They gave somebody what they call that a placebo. Placebo. And told them it was something. <laughs> oh, oh, they do that all and, time. Uh, I felt I feel better. That was a sugar pill, fool. <laughs> and they I felt better. But I told fate comes by hearing. Oh, I told you it was this, but it was really that. See, my mind and, said I felt better. Right. Again. You get to make the choice, though. It's really simple. We just make it hard. We get to choose what we want to believe. Jesus said, believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news. He said, well, just believe the good news. Believe this, what he said in Isaiah, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Those are good things. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of his government or kingdom, there will be no end. But he says, okay, think about this. Is You're a part of this right here. This is what you're a part of. And again, I just, 
like the psalmist says, it just gets my bones all excited, get my spirit excited when I hear this good news. And that's what anybody, you get some good news. Right. Get some good news, you just hit the lottery. Right. Yeah. Well, I use that example all the time. Yeah. You know, Ed McMahon has since passed away, but I tell right. you, when Ed McMahon was alive, Ed McMahon has showed up at your door with said, "Here's a check for your whole emotions are going to change. Nobody's going to go. Oh, oh man, what am I going to do with all this money? Pull up and go. Oh, you can't believe the worst thing just happened to me. What am I going to do with all? What am I going to do with this twenty million dollars? Right? I mean, nobody would do that. We would be so happy. We would be telling everybody we knew the good news about. Man, this just happened. Right, right. And and I guess this goes back to how Jesus says, you know, about being lukewarm. He says, "I'd rather you were hot or you're cold." This lukewarm stuff, because. We should be as excited about telling people about Jesus as we would be excited about telling people we just won $20 million. Which reminds me, we should be more excited to tell people about Christmas, Christmas than anything else. This is the time of the season where we as Christians get to communicate the truth, the gospel, the real reason for Christmas. Because we're excited about it. Right. This we're is the most joyful time of the year because this prophecy was fulfilled but it goes back to what we were talking about in the show before in that even as christians if we're not careful we can succumb to the world and what the world can be conformed to the world Mm -hmm. and think it's about presents think it's about family think it's about the tree think it's about the parties think it's about getting your house clean enough thinking about what are people going to think about my gift i got and to take our eyes off what it's really about and it's about jesus always about and to step back and to to just say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about all that stuff. I'm going to just put my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. I'm one of those people, I tell people Merry Christmas. I hear people saying Happy Holidays. I understand why they do it. You know, there's a lot of holidays. Maybe they're wanting to include New Year's and everything else. Uh-huh. I say Merry Christmas to people still. It's me about too. Christmas. I say me. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. <laughs> you know, some people like you say, sum it up. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. They even made a song out of it. Right. And uh, so, to me, I still tell people Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. It's about Jesus. That's what that's what it's about. I don't say Merry Santa. Right. You know? <laughs> it's about Jesus, the perfect gift, the best gift you can give someone. That's why I believe he told us, go and tell the whole world. Go preach the gospel to every nation. Go tell them about this greatest gift, and it's free to all people. Because we understand in Acts, out of one blood... God made everybody. From one blood, he created everybody. And he he said, now that you're in the family, I'm going to reveal the truth to you, the the, the hidden things, the mysteries. Like we talked about with Paul, Saul, before he was Paul, the blinders was moved, the scales was moved off his eyes, and now he could see clearly, or he could see the truth. Because we know before his conversion, he took pleasure in crucifying the church. And he again, actually thought he was doing the right and thing. Again, he wasn't burning down no buildings because they didn't have no buildings then. He was crucifying people, church folk. Right. But, I mean, he thought he was doing the right thing. Right, right, right. He thought that. His until, eyes were blind. Right. And, and, and all the world is until they come into the marvelous light of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ is the center of the gospel. That was the greatest gift of all, the greatest present. That's the reason for the season. That's why we celebrate 
Christmas. Right. See, we think about giving gifts to each other. What we need to remember is the greatest gift given on Christmas was the gift that God gave to man. Right. That oh, was the real gift. Right. And, and, and being able to have blind eyes open. Because that scripture, just a scripture, look at what it says. In, it says this, oh, I just lost it, in Corinthians, oh, chapter 3. And just in, in 3.14, he, this one verse, he says, but their minds were blinded. But right after that, he gives reference to what he meant about their eyes, their minds were blinded. That's 2 Corinthians 3.14. And I'm going to drop down to verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I'm going to paraphrase. The blindness is taken away. Now, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty or freedom. So that's what he says back to 16. Once one turns to the Lord, you're, you don't have to be blind anymore, Saul. Now you're going to get a revelation that you're Paul. You're going to get some truth and you're going to see where you erred at persecuting the church. That wasn't God's will. That was the devil's will. He had you blinded, but now you can see things clearly. And that's why he was, you know, amazing grace. I was blind, but now I see. He wasn't like literally blind. He was blind to the truth. Right. And, and when you receive Christ, you, you get revelation. You get opened up, especially if you continue in him and you abide with him and abode with him on a daily feed off him. He'll start illumining you. You will see things different from what the world wants you to, the way the world wants you to see him. I tell people all the time, I just see things through the lenses of Jesus now. I well, just do. See, and and then, I love all people. And and that applies to even things like Christmas. Uh -huh. Because the way the world sees that, the way the world sees Christmas, is about the tree. It's about Santa. And, and, it's about Rudolph. And the world uses the media to reinforce that lie. Look at all the commercials. Right, that's what it's I'm a, talking about. It's about... What are you going to buy? Right, what are you it's about buy? using your charge It's, it's about Black Friday, it's, right? It's about Visa can help you do your Christmas dream. Right. You no, know? Jesus can. They should have. That's why we as the church need to be bombarding the airways with commercials. No, Jesus can help you fulfill but your dream. You, you know, you may not have the money, but this Visa card, you can get all that you need to make everybody happy, to get all your loved ones to love you. Because you'll be able to get them what they want. Because it's everywhere you want to be. Right. No, and that's, Jesus is actually and, everywhere and, you I want mean, to be. That's what the world says is that that's how people will love you is if you can get them the present they want. Right, right, right. And after that's gone, a couple of years or so, it'll be in the garbage. Do you know how many <laughs> things you got in your house that the day you bought them, man, it was the greatest thing ever. And now you're wondering what you even bought this stupid right, thing right, for. Right, 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 right. One of the things that we've done this year and actually did it last year too is that since our daughters are both adults and, and they don't have any kids yet, we're all, we all pool our money together and then go somewhere. So like last year we went to Canada. This year we haven't decided where we're going to go, but we don't buy each other stuff anymore. We just pool our money together and we all go someplace with the money that we would have spent. Because I don't know about your house, but most of the people I know, and I know mine is this way, I don't need any more junk. We've lived in our house for 24 years I don't know, 26 years now, I guess it is. I don't know where we'd put any more stuff. There's nothing else that we need. You don't have no more room for anything, <laughs> right? Huh? I mean, too much stuff. But I mean, that's what the world also teaches. You can't have too much stuff. And I've come to realize I got too much stuff. And well, they tell you things like this. Who has the most toys, wins? Right, wins. right. Those are just lies. Right. Straight from the pit of hell. 
And, and again, the world wants you to program you to believe that. Well, you know, the saying, get all you can, can you all can you get, get and right. then sit on the can, right? Right, right, right. And so one of the things that we've done this year is we're just going to pool our mind together and go somewhere. And then you got all these memories of this thing, of this place that you went to. You can't throw that, those away, huh? You're not those ever going to want to throw away. Right. That they're not ever going to get tarnished or rusted or wear out or need new batteries or whatever else because they're just memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And so, so many of the things that we we just know that we have to have or just know that we need to buy, people buy stuff for their kids. Five years later, 10 years later, if they could sell it at a yard sale for a nickel, they'd be happy to do it or else throw it away. Mm-hmm. But at the moment that you bought it, boy, it was just something that you had to have. And who tells us that? Remember, you're old enough. I know you remember this. A lot of our listeners, Pet Rocks. Remember oh, yeah. Pet Everybody Rocks? Everybody had to have one. I don't know what in the world happened. Somehow, the powers that be in the media or the PR or whatever convinced everybody they needed a rock. Something that you could go out in your backyard probably and dig up or go to the neighbor's yard and dig up this rock. Everybody needed a rock. When was the last time you heard anybody say they needed an Elmo doll? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you heard anybody say they needed a pet rock? I mean, all these right. things, every <laughs> gotta year. Have one. It's something else. Every year there's this thing that everybody's, every kid's got to have. There's a new product. And Beanie Babies. Right, you right, know? Right. Everybody's not well, dying well, You know what it anymore. is now? Cabbage Patch. But kids. now, now even they got kids with this. It's technology. It's electronics. It's the new phone. You got to have the Galaxy. Oh, you got yeah. to have the iPhone. It's that. That's what they want. And kids are good with technology, but that's what the the, the and if marketers, you really the love me, you'll know. get me that phone. I gotta have that phone. Used man. to be back in the day. If you really love me, you'll get me those Air Jordans. Right, right, right. Now you know? it's that new technology. But it's always something. Again, it's oh, always every year, something. Every year it'll be a different thing. Right. And, and Apple, when you talk about an iPhone, and not just to pick on Apple, but Apple knows that next year there's going to be need to be an iPhone 7. Well, it's got to be. That's what we Then it got to be an iPhone 8. We got to keep them spending. You know, that's why car <laughs> dealers change the model a little bit every year yeah, so yeah. that everybody knows that's the new one. got to have the new one. And again, I'm reminded of what Jesus said. Again, this is truth. It, it is better to give then received god so loved the world he gave the greatest gift again his son his precious son jesus and the scripture says we when we've been bought with the precious blood of jesus it says we've been redeemed ever in first peter not yeah, with freedom not with cor- corruptible things but incorruptible that precious blood of jesus and, and that's the most valuable thing and if there's anything we can communicate doing this christian mess christmas message Communicate to your loved ones, you who are listening, who are spiritually mature, you who are just so by happen to chance just to tune in. You were driving and Holy Spirit led you to tune to the station. Get Jesus. You get Jesus. You get it all. You get the kingdom. And it comes to dwell inside of you and not heaven on earth residing inside of you. And you can draw from him. Jesus said in John 15, my desire is that you bear fruit. He says the father's desire that you he he's glorified when you just produce. And anybody know if you planted a tree, you want it to produce. If I planted an apple, a pear tree, or whatever in my backyard, I desire it to produce. You always say about you planted something in your backyard. Cherry tree. Still producing. And if it quits, I'm tearing it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right I'm, I'm but, chopping but, it down. Well, see, that's God's principle. Pro- production. Increase. He wants you to increase. 
But he's going to start from the inside out because that's what gives life to the tree. It's what's on the inside. The branch is just the outward appearance and it comes off the branch. But it's the inside. And that's what God, remember, what's the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's going to come and live inside of you. That's the greatest gift. God says, here's the greatest gift. I'm going to come live inside of you through my son. Ain't no more temples and all this. I'm going to live inside of you. You are the temple. Right. You're going to be the temple. You can't yeah, ask for no gift better God. than that. We talk about <laughs> this all the time. See, the church isn't that building on the corner. Right. He says, I'm going to come and live inside of you. What greater gift can one ask for? God, you're going to come and abode with me? Come and live inside of my the spirit? The God of this universe. Yeah. He spoke it into existence. I'm going to come and live inside of you. I'm going to lead and guide you through my Holy Spirit in all truth. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you comfort. I'm going to give you courage. That's the good news. Hope. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you joy. I'll take that gift. That's the best gift I can ever get. And, well, really, and, when you think about this. That's what I'm saying. I thought about it. He's when, giving it to I me. Mean, I'm when like, you wow. Really think about it. God says to you, you come to me in faith. Give me all your crud, and then I'll give you love, oh, my, joy, this, peace, patience, kindness. That's what he said. Things. He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteous God. You give me all your sin, all your bad, I'll give you all my righteousness. Right. I mean, when you think about it just from a, a Wow. <laughs> What better deal could there possibly be? It can't. And all, all, all of this is by faith. You just got to believe it and act on it. Okay. Cast all my kids. Give it all to you. There it is, Lord. I believe you got it. And you're going to give me this back? Uh, yeah. I, I, I received that. I got what you said. Okay. I'm going to act like it. And that's that's what faith is. Well, there's another thing. I like what you said that. That you're gonna act like it, man. You know how many Christians go around like they're the saddest people in the well, world. They don't act they're, like they don't act like they got the greatest gift right, of all. Somehow, like we have to be stoic. We have to be, oh, you know. We you sing you out you with joy, you joy. Be happy. It's against the rules to be happy. Everyone joy. Else, I'll tease people in our church. You know, they'll be laughing or something before church, and I'll say, "Hey, wait a minute. We're a church. You can't be that happy. You can't be having fun." But I know a lot of Christians actually. I think almost believe that. A Christian can't be happy. A Christian can't be smiling. A Chris, Christian can't be doing any of those things because we got to be serious. We can't. We well, can't I remember when we started this broadcast, somebody tried to tell us, hey, man, you guys are, are too joyful in the broadcast, man. You guys got to get serious. We like, we are. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Right. We're serious about God's joy living on the inside of us, and we have, this is how we express it. What's wrong? We're, we're doing what the scripture says. Well, and the Holy Spirit, we're not going to, what the scripture said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We ain't grieving the Holy Spirit. We're well, letting Jesus, him out. Jesus came to give life and it more abundantly. Jesus didn't come so that we could be bummed out and hold <laughs> on until he comes back finally. Right, right, right. I mean, right. there's a lot of Christians. It's almost like they're, they're just trying to hold on until Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of love or faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, this Christmas season, keep walking by faith. Keep walking by love. In Jesus' name, because Jesus is the reason for the season. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, 
Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.